Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Research, reporting, industry analysis, information, and tokenomics. Welcome to Thriller Insights. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world. Welcome back to an exciting episode of Thriller Insights. Today is August 3rd, 2019, and I hope you're doing fine this Saturday morning. Hope everything is going well for you. Bitcoin looks pretty good. Crypto in general looks pretty good. we got some altcoins that are pumping. We're going to discuss all that here in Coin Analysis. But first, we're going to talk about corporate coin. That's right. It looks like retail giant Walmart has an application for a patent that outlines a method for generating one digital currency unit by tying the one digital currency unit to a regular currency. That's right, along the same lines of Facebook's much hyped Libra project. But what's interesting about this is that Walmart also notes that credit can be a problem and carrying cash can be problematic for communities it's targeting, the so-called unbanked, for whom the cost of holding funds in a bank account often runs at a net loss. As you know, there's been other companies that have a looked at blockchain, uh, Amazon here recently, AWS, they're looking to build out the infrastructure for it. We also have somebody like Google partnering with Chainlink, that project. And then here recently we have Facebook and Libra. And uh, what's interesting about this is that uh, it looks like Walmart is kind of taking a strategy of let's create an app, let's create some coins, let's incentivize our customers to use it, and then we'll apply different kind of savings and subs on subsequent purchases in a similar way to like loyalty programs that you have like currently right now with Starbucks and CVS and stuff like that. And the interesting point about this is you're going to start seeing a lot of corporate coins coming out. I know last year um, somebody was laughing at me when I said their Amazon was going to make their own coin. <laughs> uh, it's true. They probably are. They're, they're currently just building out the infrastructure for it. I wouldn't be surprised if this takes off with Walmart and does really well, even if it's only like one or 2% of its users that use it, I could totally see something like Amazon doing the exact same thing. Why wouldn't they make a prime coin? It just it just makes sense. Um, Spendin app is currently the only uh, network that I know that uses, utilizes a wallet that allows you to use cryptocurrency to pay for stuff. Check this out. It used to be that the only thing you could buy easily with cryptocurrency was more cryptocurrency. Buying things with crypto like Bitcoin has always been complicated, until now. Introducing Flexa, the new payments network that powers everyday crypto commerce. Now you can shop using Bitcoin, Ether, Bitcoin Cash, and the Gemini Dollar, the digital dollar on the blockchain. No fees, no markups, no hassle. Take Flexa with you to buy coffee, clothes, food, electronics, books, entertainment, cosmetics, pet supplies, and more. Yeah, I don't want to play the whole thing because it just sounds like an annoying ad. But I will say this is all good news, right? Because Spendin came out here in, in, during Consensus. That was marketed by Gemini. Kind of whole thing roll out with the Flexa network. It was awesome. Cool, right? They got that going. Then you had Facebook Libra that came out in June. The whole thing with the Senate, right? We have that going on. And then now this with Walmart. And so what we're seeing here, ladies and gentlemen, is kind of this world changing right before our eyes. Uh, you would ask me last year, I would have never believed any of this Walmart getting into it. Um, but somebody like Walmart getting into this 
And next, you're going to have Amazon getting into it. And then after, after that, you have Google. And then it literally just takes one of those big companies, right? One of these big fang companies to implement Bitcoin right into their Google wallet or Apple wallet or anything like that. At that point, it's it's changed. The world has changed for the better, I think, personally. So how does this work right now? The world world? Eh, not that good. Even with that spending app, you, you load cryptocurrency, it, it, you go and try to pay, you realize you don't have a certain amount of threshold because of volatility. Uh, they, somebody's actually done a whole video about this. Take a listen. So it appears that I'm still too broke for Whole Foods. So uh, Petco, still taking this. Basically, the nearest Pekka was 45 minutes away, and uh, I don't like my cat that much. So, uh, we're gonna do some Baskin Robbins. Okay, how about this? Let's do a double scoop. Let's do one peanut butter, Reese's peanut butter cup, and the other one, the very berry strawberry. You want them in a cup or a cone? Cup. In a cup? Yes. Anything else to eat, man? No, I'm good, thank you. All right, you can pull forward. Please. All right, thank you. Ooh. Hello. Hello, how are you? Great. I would like to spend um, my money using the Bitcoin wallet here. Oh. Just, uh, just scan it, it'll work. Come back. Oh, uh, I'm great. Thank you so much. You have a lovely day. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. So we purchased this uh, delicious Baskin Robbins ice cream using the correct form of Bitcoin. Bitcoin cash, bitches. So let's pull over and eat. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was a sneaky Bitcoin Cash video that uh, somebody posted about the spending app. Uh, it totally made me laugh, though. Uh, I don't know who the young lady was, but she did a really good job about uh, kind of coordinating this kind of process of using the spending app. So it's not perfect. This this technology is nowhere near where it needs to be like, you know, in Japan uh, in Tokyo, in, in China, like these places where they use QR codes and they scan it and they know immediately. The lady at the counter looked puzzled what she was doing, but to her, she she brought over the payment terminal when she said, can I pay with Bitcoin? And the payment terminal, as you know, is for a card. So she literally had to use her, her scanner to scan the, the QR code and then magically it just paid for it. So uh, it, it's it's gonna take some time. But this is still bullish news for uh, cryptocurrency in general. You got somebody like Walmart jumping in saying, hey, we're going to sit down. We're going to we're going to look at this technology. We're going to try to implement it for our customers. Next thing you're going to see is another big, you know, company like that stepping in as well. I think the only thing we need to worry about all this and this is going to come at a head at some point is surveillance capitalism. 
you know, it's going to be KYC, it's going to be AML, but it's also going to be some other key differences between, you know, Walmart's, you know, digital currency and a a Bitcoin or or, or any other type of cryptocurrency that you want to use. All of these wallets are going to be KYC and AML. So at a certain point, um, there's going to be there's going to be known addresses uh, of our own Bitcoin addresses. Right. And there's going to be known uh, apps with our with our face on it, with uh, our date of birth, everything. Um, Let's hope. And and I really say this. Let's hope that we get some kind of digital identity decentralized solution before all this takes place. So that way we can have our own decentralized identity on the blockchain that we control, that we have private keys for. And then we just needed to share that with, you know, a a Facebook app or a Walmart app. Technically, they wouldn't see anything, but they would know that we were authorized and and had been verified to use their application. So, um, yeah, I hope I hope it does get to that point. But all this is great news for cryptocurrency and especially for Bitcoin. And it's like you're seeing right now, it's it's rising and it's looking pretty Pretty dang good right now. So with that, let's go ahead and get into coin analysis. Starting now. So today in coin analysis, I want to talk about certainties. Um, there's so much speculation in this market that uh, after a while, it kind of gets kind of uh, just uh, a little, um, just becomes too much to where you're you're expecting something and then it just doesn't pan out. But there's certainties uh, this in in August, especially uh, for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. So we're going to discuss those. But first, I'm going to play you a quick little clip from Travis Clean spelling out those certainties that we already know of currently right now. Bitcoin's been deemed a commodity. Ethereum has been deemed a commodity. Um, uh, uh, The SEC and CFTC are working together um, to figure out, they've actually introduced uh, the concept of of, uh, crypto assets that could start out as a security and then morph into a commodity. Hmm. So now you start, you know, okay, that's definitely a new asset class, right? Um, They've introduced this concept of uh, sufficient decentralization because it's on the it's on the sole efforts, the sole managerial efforts of others. And the view is, is that like if if this thing is if, if a network is a thing because 10,000 people are using it, then it's not a security. It's like this collective community and it's the size. It's the decentral and the 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 the. Uh, magnitude of decentralization that makes this thing valuable. And so maybe it's not a security. So they're working through some of these concepts right now. The, the, the U.S. regulatory body has actually been um, less heavy handed than feared. They've been they've been pretty good. Um, and so uh, I think they want to see this thing flourish. Um, they you know want to make sure that there's not a bunch of shady stuff going on. And uh, and so those lines uh number of those lines have been drawn in the sand year to date, and they'll continue to get drawn in the sand over the course of, of 2019 as well, too. So those are all good touching points right there. 
specifically Bitcoin is a commodity, Ethereum is a commodity. Those are two cryptocurrencies that you can feel safe knowing that when you invest in them, they're very likely going to turn into ETFs. And that leads into, that's right, ETFs. So the new deadline for the VanEck SolidX ETF decision is August 19th. That's literally two Mondays away from this Monday. And according to the SEC, they can delay one more time for a final deadline on October 18th. So that's going to be a big component to August is that August 19th date. And that is on a Monday. We'll, we will definitely do a whole, you know, Thriller Insights or Thriller Coin Talk or Thriller Insider on the ETF way before then. So look for that to drop sometime either next week or the week after that. Uh, we like to keep you guys informed and informed very early. So that's going to be something that we'll definitely touch on. Another thing that we have going on is Litecoin. As you know right now, Litecoin is currently at $94 and dropping. Uh, this is not surprising. <laughs> we have been talking about it for some time, I think, since we started this uh, this uh, subscription show. Uh, and uh, right now, I think last time we spoke, we said it was at $98 or something like that, $96. Uh, it's fallen. It's going to continue to fall. This is just what happens when a Litecoin halves. Uh, it's happened in previous cycles. It'll happen again in this cycle. I know you'll see a lot of posts out there that Litecoin will pump and, and it'll, it'll likely pump into the halving. That is not true. It always dumps. It dumps after the halving. That's just the way it is. Um, I would be very shocked if it doesn't. But um, if I'm a betting man, I would not bet on Litecoin going, going over $100 like you're seeing those posts around the web. Um, but that's happening on Monday. So if it's if it's already dropped three or four dollars leading into Monday, it's very likely it's going to continue to drop after Monday. Uh, one good thing about Litecoin is they do have the Litecoin Summit here in October, and I do think Litecoin um, will go back up again. I, I'm I'm waiting for Litecoin to get back down, like I've been saying, to the fifty sixty dollar range. I think that's a good buy in at that point. Um, I think what we're seeing here with the price of Bitcoin going up specifically is just the amount of great news that came out this week. There's certain indicators that you can look at as far as TA and resistance levels, and, and all those are well and good. But and then when it comes to news and analysis and just constructive uh, criticism of, in, in the open space, whether it's from regulators or from government officials, uh, that does play and, and weigh in on the kind of uh, social uh, zeitgeist of, of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. And what we're seeing here is that zeitgeist kind of take hold. There is a, uh, uh, I believe it was one of Trump's uh, officials here yesterday that was very bullish on Bitcoin on CNBC. So it, you're starting to see a lot of people take notice. And in that, in that turn, they look to purchase their first Bitcoin or their first Satoshis, right? And that's how that takes place. Another thing you got to look at too, as well as a certainty, and I have been saying this for the longest time, is when Litecoin halves, you're going to see a lot of those the, that money go from Litecoin into Bitcoin. Uh, they're going to take their winnings. They're going to move it into Bitcoin. Now, whether they move it into Tether or to Ethereum or however they want to do it, it's likely they're going to move it into Bitcoin, and that's going to cause the price of Bitcoin to go up as well too. Currently, right now for Bitcoin, I think what we're seeing here, like as you saw yesterday, we 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 kind of broke up uh, above that ten thousand seven hundred dollar range. Now we're currently at ten thousand seven fifty seven. Um, did we break the resistance level? Technically, we did. Technically, we did. Uh, but there's really only 
two scenarios in, in this. And there's always just two scenarios when you look at Bitcoin, especially these days. And when I say these days, I mean like in the past month, you know, month and a half, kind of since we've seen this kind of sideways action, it's either going to need to break above that 11K range into 12, into 13, into 14 and reclaim that spot and then create new a foundation for Bitcoin uh, at that level, at those levels. Uh, or which is the more likely scenario is that it's going to fall back down to retest those $9,9200 levels. Um, so me personally, I'm kind of just waiting and seeing what's going to happen. I think this kind of range that we're in, you can either get chopped up one way or another. If you buy in, then you're betting on it breaking above 11K, betting that it's going above 12K here in the short term. But if you're not betting that, then you're betting the opposite and you're kind of waiting to buy in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait and see. I'm going to wait to see after the Litecoin halving. I think after Monday, we'll see what Bitcoin is going to do. It, either either two things are going to happen, uh, at least the way I, I see it. I think either Bitcoin is going to increase in price because of the Litecoin halving. And you're going to see Litecoin drop or Bitcoin's going to stay the same and Litecoin's going to stay the same in price. And then we're going to be kind of left wondering what is going on here. <laughs> I, I really think it's going to come down to what we're going to see here in the short term uh, in the next three or four days. Uh, I, I think by Tuesday, we'll know where this next leg is going, either up or down. Um, but right now, I'm currently kind of just waiting and it could happen sooner. That's why if you're somebody like myself and, and others, uh, dollar cost averaging is always the great play. Because if you if you're buying in like on the first and fifteenth of the month, then you don't have to worry about when to get into Bitcoin. Uh, you just get in when you get in, right? Um, setting aside those, you know, those those uh, amounts every month, and uh, that's kind of my approach these days. I, I realize there's a lot of time. <laughs> we are so far away from unless the ETF gets announced on the nineteenth, then it's like oh snap, like then we're gonna rock it. But like. I really think that we're so far away from, uh, um, you know, kind of having that FOMO. Don't get me wrong. If it breaks above 12K, 13K, 14K, you're going to see FOMO rise and and, and then we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. But if that happens, uh, you still should realize that there is more than enough time for this to play out and, and continue to play out. Uh, there's no way it's going to run to 20K within the next five days. I'd be extremely shocked. <laughs> but in Bitcoin, you never know. OK, with that, let's get into speculative coins. Highly speculative token analysis. These are future predictions. All right. So these are highly speculative uh, kind of cryptocurrencies that I'm looking at here in the short term. There's really only one, maybe two, but there's really one that I'm kind of betting on here in the short term that I'm making a trade on. And that's just Cosmos. Um, that was one that I kind of looked at the charts, looked at all the information that's regarding it and just... From from my vantage point, by getting in at three dollars and fifty seven cents, fifty eight cents, um, it, it, right now it's currently at three dollars and seventy three cents. So it, it's still up. It's it's gone up uh, thirteen fourteen cents. But getting in at that point and and seeing where it was, uh, I quickly realized it was somewhere around. Um, I think it was around May. I think it was like at four. 
gosh, I want to say it was like at, it was at four something. Uh, maybe, yeah, I think it was like at four dollars and like 30 cents or four dollars. Um, and then, uh, you know, it goes into this kind of parabolic rise in, in May and then uh, rises in June and then it gets to seven dollars. Uh, but we had talked about it in, in during our, our last episode of the second season. And uh, I, I don't say it's a thriller effect. I think it's more I think it's more just um, I think everybody in a weird way. I think if you're paying attention to the whole space and you're you're at the right place at the right time, um, uh, kind of stuff just kind of lines up. And uh, when when everybody sees stuff line up. Um, and that could be news. That could be analysis. That could be research. That could be just uh, you know gets from from their GitHub. That could be just anything. Anything that you could attribute to uh, the the TA that you're looking at on the screen. Um, but it was one of those back then that we saw, and I'm, I'm seeing the similar thing happen again with with Cosmos. Um, that's why we we first discussed it last week. I, I think this is one of those here in the short term. Um, getting in at 357, 358. I think in the short term, I think that's going to be a nice little, nice little sell here. Even if I wanted to exit out at four dollars, where I think it can go uh, in the short term. Um, and, and so we don't know. We don't know. It could get to, it could get to 398 or, or 360, or it could, you know, it could flat out end right here where we're at. But I, I think it's worth the, I think it's worth the uh, kind of risk versus reward for myself. At least that I can I can get in at three fifty and feel comfortable exiting out at four twenty or four twenty five somewhere around there and and taking those profits. Do I think it's going to get back to that seven dollars range? I think the only thing I think the only thing going for it right now, uh, expecting that, uh, or at least where I would expect it to get to the seven dollar range here in the short term, is if uh, if if an announcement was announced uh, from Coinbase Custody saying that they were going to be adding Cosmos, which they already technically have uh, last quarter on their blog. But it, unless there is um, bullish uh, uh, news coming out that Cosmos will be added um, to Coinbase custody here in the next week or so, or even on a Tuesday of uh, this week or like a Wednesday or Thursday where they announce something like that, uh, and, and then they do this whole kind of baking and staking just like they did with Tezos, because they, they are currently working on validators. There is somebody in the know that I've seen uh, photos of showing Coinbase is working on validators for Cosmos. If that were to happen, then I could say for certain that okay, this is a, this is a definite hold <laughs> until you reach that peak because at that point you're, you're going to see it. Uh, you're going to see the same thing happen that happened to Tezos. It's going to go from eighty cents or forty cents technically, and then it'll go to eighty cents, and then from eighty cents it's going to get a parabolic and go up to two dollars, and that was just a lovely day. So do, do, what am I looking at here in the short term? I'm looking at that. I'm looking specifically at Cosmos. I think that's worth a trade for myself. So yeah, I'm playing that out and seeing how that's going to shake out. I'll let y'all, I'll definitely let you guys know how that kind of shakes out. But uh, that's what I'm looking at here in the short term right now. It's at $3.73. So it definitely has gone up, but it's just, it's mainly just being patient and waiting. And, uh, and, and I've already done all the research. I've done all the, uh, the TA on it. I've, I've looked at indicators. I've I've scoured the web. <laughs> I, I've gone into their groups that they have because there's different kind of telegrams for that. So there's there's ways to find out more information. So I've done all that. Now it's just kind of okay, car. You did all the research. Let's just sit back and wait and see if that happens. And um, I think I think it will. But again, this is all speculative. 
This is all high risk. This isn't like Bitcoin or Ethereum where I would say those are safe bets, you know, short term, long term, six to 12 months. Uh, don't worry about them kind of bets, especially in crypto. I would say Ethereum and, and, and Bitcoin for sure. But when it comes to these lower tier coins, this is where I'm definitely like a little bit more cautious, especially as time goes on. In the early days of, of this podcast, I was all over the place. <laughs> Y'all remember. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. You know, it, it looks like August is going to be one of those tricky months, man. It really does. <laughs> you know, there's there, it's, it could go one way or another. I really think this is going to be one of those make or break months where we have this uh, ETF on the 19th. We have this Litecoin on Monday. And uh, I don't know. Uh, everything's pointing that it's <laughs> it's going to be bad news all around. I don't know why I just get that feeling. It sucks to have that feeling, but... Sometimes it's not good to listen to those things and just look at the research, look at the analysis, look at the charts, look at the TA, look at everything around it, look at how it's building out, zoom out, right? Uh, don't go off a of feeling, don't go off a of FOMO, move away from that and uh, really look at the fundamentals of all this. And when you do do that, when you do that, you realize this is, we're in a pretty good spot. So I'll continue to do that. See you guys next week. <laughs>